Hey guys, welcome to episode three of season two of Platonically Intimate. I hope you enjoy your one week break. Joe and I enjoyed our five minute break. And um, once again, we're recording almost the entirety of this season in one day. So we're kind of zooming through. But I'm glad you said it's episode three because I've already forgotten what episode we're on. <laughs> nice. So anyway, we are going to be talking about a few things today. And I'm going to get us started off with something that I like to call the Abilene Paradox. Now, I like to call it that because that's what it's called. But <laughs> some people like to call it that after a town called Abilene, Texas. Okay? Okay. So I'm going to describe this paradox to you, and then we're going to talk about it. Okay. It, it's going to take a bit to describe. It's like a whole story. Okay. Um, Abilene is a real place in this fictional story. Okay. So there is a family, and they are sitting on their porch playing dominoes. In the hot Texas sun. Okay. It's a pretty relaxing afternoon. Yep. Nothing exciting going on, though. Okay. Right. It's Texas. It's Texas, yeah. Oh. Ooh, we have <laughs> some listeners in yeah, Texas. Yeah, we do. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Whoops. Um, anyway, this, this group is a man, his wife, their daughter, and her husband, their son-in-law. So we have man, wife, daughter, son-in-law. Four characters. Okay, man, wife, daughter, son-in-law. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. All right, now we're actually going to make some progress in the story. So they're playing dominoes. Everyone is content, and no one is excited. I already said that. So the man suggests going to dinner in Abilene. Abilene is like the, the big city The big city nearby. nearby. It's about yeah. 50 miles away. It's like 500 people there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. So I don't actually know, but yeah, who knows? <laughs> they have a restaurant. So yeah. He suggests going to dinner in Abilene. The problem is, it's really hot out. Mm -hmm. The car doesn't have AC. Yikes. The road is bumpy. And it takes an hour to get there. But the daughter says, sure, that's a great idea. The son-in-law, he's trying to get in. He thinks he's in the minority. So he goes along. He okay. agrees with his wife. Doesn't yeah. say anything. His wife says, I haven't been to Abilene lately. Which is true. Okay. And so the family hops in the car. They drive an hour. They get there. And in the way that this story is quoted, it says, they get there and the food was just as bad as the drive. <laughs> <laughs> they turn around, go home, four oh. hours are gone, oh, they've no. all eaten, and they all sat in the car for two hours. As they are walking into the house, the wife says she would have rather stayed home. And the yeah. others begin to agree. The man says he suggested it because he thought everyone was bored. The daughter says she, should, she, she agreed because she didn't really have anything against it. The son says, well, I only agreed because I wanted to like fit in with you guys. And yep. the wife says, well, I haven't been to Abilene in a while. And that's what I said. <laughs> and so everyone is kind of upset that they went to and Abilene. And the husband, you may have said this, husband's just like, I'll go wherever. I'm not a part of the decision-making process. Well, yes. The son-in-law said that. The son-in-law said that. The okay. husband suggested it because he thought oh, everyone that's was right. bored playing gotcha. dominoes. That's right. When in fact everyone was content playing dominoes. So the idea started with the husband. Yes. Yep. Okay. And so um this all happens and basically what happened <sighs> is everyone decided on a decision that nobody wanted. This is this is making me upset just <laughs> listening to it. Because it so, sounds like a weekly occurrence in like... I'm I'm going to say, this is sounds like something you've probably experienced absolutely. before. This is called the Abilene Paradox. It results in poor group decisions and slightly different than groupthink. Okay? If okay. you've heard of groupthink... I have. Groupthink is when you kind of shift your perspective to line up with the group. But the reason is because you think that they have some good ideas mm -hmm. and you want to be a part of that good idea. 
This, this is, is different in a way of like... This is all everyone's just like jumping to conclusions without yes. discussing. Yes. No one says what they actually think. And as a result, nothing good happens. So a very famous example oh. of the Abilene Paradox. You may know it as the Watergate scandal. Oh, no. Let me tell you, no one involved in the Watergate scandal wanted to be involved in the Watergate scandal. No one thought it was a good idea, including Richard Nixon. Yep. But it was suggested, and everyone wanted to fit in. That's the joy of politics. you yeah. got to agree with your teammates. You have to go in with it. And so when, when it all came out and things started happening, the reporters uh, started reporting on it, everyone was like, I didn't want to be a part of this. I didn't want to be a part. I didn't want I, This wasn't my idea. I didn't. Yeah. This was terrible. Yep. It's because no one actually wanted to do it. Now, it is possible that some of the people did want to do right. it and said that in hindsight. But those people alone would not have pulled off what happened at Watergate. Exactly. Yeah. And so, unfortunately for Richard Nixon, he lost the presidency due to the Abilene yeah. paradox. So, um, basically what happens is everyone thinks that their own negative emotions are unique. Okay. Yeah. In this story, the man thought everyone was bored. So he suggested it, okay? The the daughter thought, I'm the only one who doesn't want to go. She says, sure. Yep. The son-in-law says, I, I don't really want to go, but I want to fit in with my family, mm -hmm. my new family. Yep. And so he just agrees. Yep. The wife doesn't really want to go, but her daughter and son-in-law already agreed to go. And her husband suggested it. So she clearly thinks she's the only one who doesn't want to so go. So she says like, oh, I don't mind. She's willing to go. Yeah. But she doesn't want to. And so the, the point of this is speak up. Yes. Tell people what you think. Um, it might be awkward, and you might be the only one who disagrees, but that's okay. Yes. You can deal with that. Communication is key. I feel like we've touched on this theme very, like, multiple times throughout mm -hmm. the recording of this show, because I think it's something that you and I are pretty good about. Like, whenever you and I have ever, like, made plans, mm -hmm. we're usually pretty good about being explicit about, like any concerns we may have. Yeah, we we know... Because we don't want to fall victim to the Abilene Paradox. <laughs> we also, we do know how each other think pretty well. Yeah, that's and true. And that, that helps Makes a it lot. easier to identify if our negative feelings are unique or not. Yes. And so if, even if there is a detail that like falls through the cracks, we both are able to like assume pretty well yeah. and pretty consistently. That's been something um that i've been trying to learn a lot as i recently got married um, it's very important <laughs> my wife is is different than you yeah <laughs> thankfully um yeah. uh oh that would be awkward <laughs> but uh trying to communicate with her is a work in progress but yeah it's worth it i like the I abilene good time. i hope so <laughs> i like the abilene paradox because it applies to everything from like the problems of politics in general mm -hmm. of a political system all the way down to um, everyone driving 25 minutes to get Chick-fil-A Yeah, <laughs> when yeah. it didn't feel like it was worth it. <laughs> yep. That was really cool. Mm -hmm. So closing thoughts are, uh, remember to communicate. Yep. Even if you think you might be the only person with these negative, uh, opinions mm -hmm. about what's being decided. <laughs> yep. Don't drive four hours or don't waste four hours going to Abilene for stuff that no one enjoyed yep food you don't want in a car that was way too hot on a road that was way too bumpy yes on an afternoon that had no problems with that i think joe and i both know that it's time for my favorite part of the podcast fun facts with joe 
The English language was first spoken in the fifth century. An oldie but a goodie. <laughs> it really is. Uh, we are we are in the twenty first century. Yeah. If you are listening to this in a different century, please let us know. We'll probably send us be an email. <laughs> but send us an email. <laughs> Platonicallyintimate at gmail dot com. We'll have G- like a huge corporation. We're like this is gonna go on long after we pass. Yeah, G- absolutely. Gmail. I'm pretty sure doesn't delete email accounts either. I don't think so. So, like, even if even if our our plans to become the next greatest podcast company fail, you can still email. Send us, us a hollow vid. Yeah, a hologram. All right. With that, I think we are on to our main topic for the day. What's our main topic for the day, Isaac? I think the topic is inappropriate. Wow, that's scandalous. Yeah. Or is it? Maybe not. Maybe it depends not. on what you mean by inappropriate. Let's, let's learn about the word. Let's learn about the word from Merriam-Webster's Collegiate Dictionary, 10th edition in mint condition, by the way. True. The definition for inappropriate is on page 586. And it says, that's not the word inappropriate. <laughs> that's not what it says. Inappropriate. Not appropriate. Seems pretty straightforward. It, that's the only definition for appro- inappropriate in this book. Prefix which, in meaning not. Yep. Appropriate is the same word. Not appropriate. If only they did that with irregardless. They should have. Yes. Uh, so, um, inappropriate in a literal sense does not mean what most people have the context. Um, the general consensus of what inappropriate means. Inappropriate means like mm-hmm. in in... The non-literal sense. Most people think of the word inappropriate and they're like, oh, showing up to work in your underwear. Yep. Something that's bad. Yes. Like, it has a bad connotation. Yes. Yeah, something that, like if you're watching a movie that's inappropriate, it's maybe yeah. more sexually explicit exactly. than you're prepared for. Or there's a lot of language or it's very violent. Yeah. You would call that inappropriate. Especially if you have a child watching with you. Yeah. But... I wish I thought of some like crazy examples of what inappropriate can mean otherwise, but it just means something that's not appropriate for the situation. So it's not what is expected. Yeah. I would say, I would say this, imagine that you are going out to a family dinner Yeah. at your local diner. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just a, just a hole in the wall place. Krolls. Nothing too fancy. Kroll's Diner. Yes. You're going to Kroll's Diner. Okay. And you're this like, brought you back, Krolls. okay, here we go, guys. I cannot wait to go to Kroll's with you. Mm-hmm. And then you show up and you're wearing a tuxedo. That's, that's very inappropriate. Yeah. In this situation. It's not bad. It, no, it's not a problem. It doesn't no. hurt anything, but. People are just kind of going to yeah. look at you and be like, this, this is not the appropriate thing to wear for a little night on the town. Correct. Um, or like if I took, there is a sword hanging on the wall. Yeah. If I just like strapped that sword to my back and went to (laughs) Chick-fil-A, I would probably be inappropriate. I don't think anyone would really do anything about it. Also, I think it's legal because it's not a concealed weapon. I'm pretty sure it would be legal. Yeah. Um, but people would just be like, you know, people don't bring swords to, to mm-hmm. Kroll's or to Chick-fil-A or any other restaurant. Or imagine if you, um, I'm just going to keep using the example of fast food because that I, seems like cla- the most. It's kind of funny too. The most <laughs> like simple public situation. Yeah. That's like the least classy or the least fancy. Imagine yeah. you go to McDonald's, okay? Yep. And you go to order an ice cream cone. 
And instead of saying, like, I would like an ice cream cone, you refer to yourself in third person and are using a bunch of complex language that's completely unnecessary. Like, yeah. And then ask them to like put it in your hands. Yeah. Or something. That, that would be very inappropriate for the situation. They're trying to just feed people very quickly yeah. and fairly inexpensively, and you are wasting their time. Exactly. It's so like, may, maybe this is still negative. But. May, yeah. They, most of the time that you use the word inappropriate, it probably does mean something negative. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't have to. It can be inappropriately good. Yes. Imagine. Uh, okay. Think about this. Think about this. What if you are like a professional pickleball player? Ooh. Okay. I am. You're like on the world tour circuit. Okay. And you go to some podunk town and they're like, all right, we're having a pickleball tournament. And you show up and there's a bunch of like literal amateurs. It's like. Yeah. They just learned how to play pickleball. Yeah. Like or, five minutes or ago. Or even if they have been playing for a little while, they're like fine. But they play like once a week with their other people who don't really know how to play pickleball. Exactly. Well. Yeah. Yeah. And so there, there's like the divisions. There's like the beginner division. Yeah. There's the intermediate and then the advanced division. The advanced has got some pretty good players. Right. They've been playing for like five years. They, yeah. They, they play maybe once or twice a week. They know with a couple people. of like the actual terms. Yep. And then this real life professional just shows up Olympic. and smokes them all. Yep. It's like that is completely You just ruined the tournament. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it was inappropriately good. Yeah. Because you were good. Yeah. You were really good. Are showing up to. Minions to the rise of crew <laughs> in a suit. That would be appropriate, honestly. <laughs> also, most of the situations we've described, I feel like, are not out of the norm for like somewhere like a Denny's. True. There's some something about Denny's. It's just like anything could happen. It it attracts that kind of crew. Yeah. But I I like this because the moral of the story is inappropriate doesn't mean ooh oh that's that's not good. Mm -hmm. uh, can we even talk about that? <laughs> What do you mean? How bad was it? Like, like inappropriate, inappropriate or like inappropriate? inappropriate. Yeah. <laughs> A little inappropriate. <laughs> all right. With that, it is time for one of my all time favorite sections of the show. Fun facts with Isaac. The man who writes his woman a sonnet loves her. The man who writes his woman a thousand sonnets loves sonnets. That was pretty deep. I like that. Thank you. Thank you. I would not want to write a thousand sonnets. No, that sounds boring. Yeah, it does. I don't love sonnets, apparently. <laughs> I don't mind them, though. Yep, they're all right. All right. I have a relatively short section to talk about. Okay. Because I didn't prepare like anything. I wrote down a word and I was like, I kind of want to talk about it because I think they're cool a little bit. <laughs> okay. Or they're interesting. I don't even know if they're cool. <laughs> uh, I love the word interesting. Maybe we should talk about that sometime. I'm surprised we haven't. Yeah. Um, maybe maybe episode four. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Stay tuned. See you next week. Um, <laughs> I would like to talk about a geographical term. Okay. Geopolitical term. Ooh. Um, Enclaves and exclaves. I don't know if you're familiar with either of those terms. I'm not. Okay. So they're kind of interesting. A, ooh, a great way to start this off is the most famous to most people, true enclave. I'll get into the definitions later. Okay. Is Vatican City. Oh, okay. So I'll start with true enclave. It's the most specific term. It means an entire sovereign body that is surrounded by one entire sovereign body. 
Oh. I stumbled across these terms because I wanted to, I was just like reading about Vatican City Mm -hmm. and I saw these terms and I was like, why would, I didn't know there was like a word for this. Mm -hmm. I've heard of like landlocked, landlocked nations, Mm -hmm. Um, but that just means there's land. It's not by the ocean. It's not by the ocean. Mm -hmm. There are plenty of those. And I didn't realize there was a more specific way to describe these things. Yeah. So beyond that, an enclave is a portion of a country okay. that is surrounded by one country. Oh. So like if Vatican City was a part of Russia, mm-hmm. but it was still where it is geographically, Vatican City would just be an enclave. It would still be an enclave. Okay. Yeah. So Vatican is a true enclave because it's a its own country. Exactly. But if that, it were the entire part of Russia, country is right there. If it were part of Russia, it would still kind of be an enclave. Yes. Okay. So I believe it's called Lesotho. Oh. Inside of South Africa? That that is another true good example. Enclave. Yeah, that is also a true enclave, I okay. believe. Yeah, cuz it's not part of anything else and it's just surrounded by South Africa. Mhm. Next up, uh the list on less specific is exclave, which I hear the words enclave and exclave, and I think they, my first reaction is they probably mean two different things or like opposites or mm-hmm. inverses. I, w- I was starting to think that like South Africa might be an might exclave. Might be the exclave. Okay. That is not the case. Okay. An exclave is a sovereign area. Mm-hmm. It could be part of somewhere else um, that is surrounded by foreign nation or nations. Okay. So. You could have Vatican City uh, be annexed by Russia. Okay. It's part of Russia. And then Italy could have a civil war. Mm-hmm. And they define North Italy and South Italy. The border goes, like, right through Vatican City. Okay. It would still be an exclave. It would no longer oh. be a true enclave. It would no longer be an enclave. It would be. regular, But it would be an exclave. Okay. And I, these are all very interesting to read about if you ever have the time because they get very complicated when you're talking about, um, like, international policy. Yeah. We don't get it very much in North America. Our borders are incredibly simple. Yep. We're like, boom, top border, bottom border Yep. in the U.S. Yep. That's it. Then we got I mean, the bottom other... border is a little more complex. Yeah, but... a little bit. But, but the top border is pretty, pretty straightforward. You go to Europe and it's like, oh, we have this country, but also like these two other little areas that are uh, ours because of this ancient treaty or whatever. Yep. And like one might just be a castle. It's uninhabited. You might have a railroad that goes through, that's owned by a country that goes through a different country, mm-hmm. which technically in terms of international law bisects a country. Mm-hmm. Cuts it in half. Yeah. That's like, uh, there's, I wish I could remember which two countries, there's somewhere in Europe. Okay. Um, but you can walk in a straight line through like downtown oh. and you can switch countries like seven times in the span of like four or five minutes, just walking in a straight line. I, Cause I, they're, they're just like overlapping. Yeah. A ton. I know what you're talking about, but I can't remember the countries or where it is either. Yeah. Email us at platonicallyintimate at gmail.com. Yeah. For all of our European listeners, email us at. What, what is it like to like be able to walk to a different country yeah, that's, easily? That's weird. One yeah. thing that's crazy, living in Alaska, the amount of people, I've met a lot of like college age people, the amount of them that have never left their state before, like blew oh, my mind. Yeah. But they're, they're a few hours from the border by land and mm-hmm. the border is to Canada. 
And right. so like they have to leave the country to leave their state. Whereas we live on the border of two states. My high school job was in a different state. Exactly. So like I feel like I remember you saying like you told people like I I yeah, I worked in a different state. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, "What?" <laughs> That's crazy. Did you fly to yeah. work every day when you were in high school? That sounds terrible. And you're like, no, I drove for five minutes. <laughs> yeah. And I was in a different state. <laughs> mm-hmm. So crazy, crazy borders to think about. Yeah. And I'm glad I'm not in charge of borders. Yeah. that's That would be so interesting to live. Th- I feel like specifically the Vatican is such a unique place because of like how it's run. I wonder, Lesotho is pretty small too. Not nearly, it's not like one block like the Vatican or however big it is, but um, that would be very interesting to just, the only way to leave is through South Africa. Yeah, it it brings up a bunch of interesting points about like, man, I hope you have good relations Mm -hmm. with the person you're being enclaved by. Mm Mm-hmm. Because if they're just like, we don't like you closing our borders. We don't like you closing our airspace. Yeah. You're literally stuck. Yeah. That's like an international incident if that happens. But like they could just do it. Yep. Easy. If Italy wanted to, they could just like shut down the Vatican. Yep. Even though it's a different country. All right. Well, with that, I think it's time to wrap up the episode. I think so too. Um, episode three? Episode three. Awesome. Stay tuned for the next five minutes or potentially next week, depending on your confines of time, Mm -hmm. for episode four. Episode four. We may or may not talk about the word interesting. We may or may not. You'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see. We haven't talked about it yet. True. (laughs) All right. I hope you guys enjoy the wait. See you.